Welcome into the boardroom, Weagle's premier all-sports talk show. If you care about the sport, we talk about it. From Auburn football to the English Premier League, we discuss it all. Now sit back and relax, because the boardroom is now in session. And welcome back into the boardroom, everybody. We took a week off, but we are back. Today is Thursday, November 30th, 2023, and we are back for another exciting episode of the boardroom. Griggs Blankenberg alongside me, Connor Greenberg, Nelson Early, and as always, Kyle Davis. We are glad to be back. Gentlemen, happy Thanksgiving. Happy, happy Thanksgiving. And nothing of consequence has happened anywhere in Auburn besides Neville Arena. So You're true. exactly so true. right, Nelson. Last night, the Auburn Tigers get a 74-57 to victory. Quite impressive, especially from Janai Broom. He scored 30 points, 13 rebounds. Guys, I got two things. Janai, and, and I, I tweeted one yesterday. Uh, good stat. Janai, awful free throw shooter. Other thing, he gets fouled a lot. We got to do something about this. Yeah, uh, it's uh, he he kind of shot the ball better uh, as the game went on. Eight for the thirteen. Line. He was um, one for five, and then he made like five in a row. That's that. improvement. You know, he has to see one go in. Yeah. He has to yeah. see one go in. Yeah, uh, Auburn Auburn's uh, big men are horrendous free throw shooters, but we got a little bit built out yesterday because Virginia Tech, especially in that first half, could not buy a free throw. So lots of uh, early season uh, free throw issues, but. I have a little bit of faith in Janai that he'll be at least get to about 65-70%, which is, I think, what we'll need from him to win win games late in the year. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he was playing with his food last night, man. He was uh, he was unstoppable in the paint. There's not a lot of guys in the country at the five who can, like, stop him blow for blow, whether it's strength, speed, agility. He's got it all in the in the paint on both sides of the floor. So he'll um, definitely be our workhorse guy this year, our consistent guy he will be able to perform every game. And also, like, he dropped 30 points without mi- missing 8 to 10 free throws, too. So that just shows that even on an off night, especially for him, and then talking about like other people like Aiden Holloway didn't score. Uh, Jalen Williams only had two or three points, I'm pretty sure. Just off night for some players, great night for Janai. Ended up not being the difference. But you need to have – you don't need Janai to drop 30 for game, even though it's nice. But when it comes time for conference play and a really loaded SEC this year, you're going to have to have better performances for some of these guys – the Dylan Carwells, the Holloways, the Jalen Williams, especially those guys. Yeah, another stat of consequence was three-point shooting percentage. We were two for 16, which I applaud us on one part that we only shot 16. I mean, we got we read the room, got it into Janai, um, worked out pretty well. Also, someone with a big night, Chad Baker-Mazzaro with 15 points, um, five for five from the free throw line. He was the, – the moment – so the, the dunk – the almost the uh, one so oh my close. goodness if, if that dunk goes down oh my that would have been the, the craziest in would have been yeah. crazy we we might still be in the arena yeah i mean oh, that would have been the craziest moment i've ever seen in a basketball game it would have been nuts he's everywhere he's the uh he's like Kay- take Katie Johnson but you know make him a lot taller um he's that spark plug at the 3 he uh he's everywhere so much so fun to what plays with a lot of passion uh, and he's, I mean, people made fun of Auburn for taking him. Coming out of Juco, um, one of the guys like Tyron Lawrence and Matthew Cleveland. Uh, he might be the better out of all three. Who knows? Early in the season, but he's definitely uh, proving Bruce right uh, by getting him here on the planes and playing some very good basketball. Yeah, and just tying back to what Kyle said, we shot, what was it, two for 16 from three? Yes. We caused 16 turnovers, and I think one of the main 
challenges for this team early on was letting some struggles on offense dictate our effort on the defensive end. We didn't see that at all last night. And the thing, like, people were kind of, and rightfully so, questioning this team's, like, ability to defend. Unlike last year, for the most part, you look around, there's a lot of versatility on the defensive end. We have a lot of guys who can cover multiple positions on the floor. Bruce loves switching. He loves creating that kind of havoc. And when you have guys who can defend multiple positions, you can do that and do that very effectively. Aiden's been a lot better on defense than once thought. Janai's been good. We've had good um, defensive efforts from the four, three. Uh, Denver's been okay. Uh, we have a lot of he's versatility. Get, he's getting there. We have a lot of versatility on that floor, which will pay dividends once you get into the bigger matchups with some teams like Tennessee and Bama in UK looking and hunting for mismatches. There's not a lot of mismatches on defense for Auburn. Yeah, I, I think defensively Jalen Williams had an incredible night. I feel like he was always causing trouble for him. Um, eh, yeah, I'm thinking. So we, you talked a little bit about the depth. I'm somewhat concerned about the depth. Now, I love that we're always going to be able to outpace them and we're going to go longer than they are, but that at the end of the game, when you're trying to put your best five out, how is that best five going to be? We're great playing the link of a game where we have a, like, a really good defensive unit and then a scoring unit. Well, then what, who do we put out at the end? Well, I mean, I think this team is built to where you're going to have Janai perform pretty much every night, but other than him, your top two other scorers are going to be a mixed bag. But that's kind of a good thing because guys will step up. Uh, Trey Donson had a good game on both sides of the floor. Aiden didn't play. He played well, didn't score, wasn't a threat offensively, had some miscues. Uh, but you're going to have a difference. I think Bruce is going to be able to find that sweet spot. And it's also early in the year. He's trying to figure out his own team. So I think running all these rotations and complaining about him is kind of mute at this point. Uh, I think – these different rotations offer something different. For the most part, it's positive. I know scoring droughts stink, and we have to kind of get around that. But there might be a lineup that isn't as good offensively but has one or two spark plugs, and they'll all play defense, and they'll all give the guys who can score like Janai and Aiden a good, healthy rest. Yeah, I'm not I, – I, I think – like we talk about scoring droughts and issues, and, and there were plenty of guys that didn't perform on the offensive end last night. Scored 74 points against a pretty good team. Yep. That, that team's going to sniff around the NCAA tournament and be maybe a 10-11 seed or, or just miss out on the bubble. And like you talk about Jane Williams, I couldn't agree more. He was amazing on the defensive end, and you could see at the end when he finally hit that M1 how frustrated he was about his performance on the offensive end. But the defense for me is the concern of this team. We have so many guys that can have their night to what Nelson's saying that we're going to score 70, 75 points pretty much every night we go out there. But when got when certain guys aren't hitting their shot like Aiden or or Jay Will, the way you win in March is you cause turnovers and you rebound. And we did both of those at such a high level last night that and I, I hadn't necessarily seen that effort from this team yet. Part of it is uh, you know, the opponents and, and we haven't just the sample size isn't that big. But I I'm so pleased with what we saw with from guys that were having frustrated nights offensively chip in on defense, like Trey Donaldson, you know, he he's not necessarily our, our best offensive weapon. End of the game, we're up 15 points, and he's sprinting, trying to intercept a pass, get a steal. Chad Baker-Mazzara's effort on defense was a lot better, even though he wasn't one of the guys that struggled on offense. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll give him a little bit of credit. He struggled on offense mightily, but Dylan Carwell handled their bodies in the paint better than he usually does last night. So I, I, 
I left the arena last night as excited as I've been about an Auburn team in the past two years. I, I, I may or may not have been looking at flights to Phoenix in April. <laughs> and, and, and one guy we've, we've uh, left off tonight, he didn't have a massive impact on the box score. Hit an early three, but Shane Johnson, once he gets uh, – I gets, love Shane once Johnson. He gets, once he gets around his offensive good. yips, I mean, he gets to the basket. He had one, he had one offensive uh, play that <laughs> all he had to do – a guy who was like five just smaller than trying to block a shot. He uh, he went, he pump faked, went up, and then went around. It looked very ugly, and then passed it out for a missed three. Uh, if he figures out that he's a big athletic guy who can go up with anybody in the country, he's going to be a, a threat on the offensive end of the floor, and that kind of goes into him being a D2 transfer. So he might think that he isn't as good as he is, which he needs to forget about that because he's a beast. Athletically, on defense, he's a monster. He showed it. He flies around, gets rebounds, blocks. He's very good. Can match up against a lot of guys on the floor. And offense, he'll, he'll, grab, he'll grab boards. He'll go up for shots. Might not make them, but I think I think as the season progresses, he'll get, he'll get his groove on. So just kind of going back to some stats, Connor mentioned in passing, defensively, we are the fourth best um, in the other team's shooting uh, effective field goal percentage, only 40%. That's fourth best. Um, offensive rebounds, we're, we get them 36% of the time. That's 26th best. And turnovers, we force a turnover on 20% of possessions. That's 74th best. Yeah, the, the being able to force turnovers last night, I, I couldn't tell you. And, again, I'm not a long lifelong Auburn fan. I haven't seen a Bruce Pearl team do that yet, and I think part of that is – Effort on defense, and part of that's the length. I mean, Broom, Chaney, Jalen, um, Chad Bate, like, they, the passing lanes are so small. And then you've got fast guards that are running all over the court. And, uh, I, I mean, uh, listen, I'm a Virginia basketball fan. I get excited about defense. I loved, 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 loved what I saw on the defensive end last night. But we look forward. Mm, we do. To a stretch of upcoming games. This weekend against Appalachian State. Appalachian. Appalachian State. Next weekend against Indiana. UNC Asheville midweek. And then the weekend after that, USC at home. This is a huge non-conference stretch being Appalachian State, Indiana, USC. How do you think we're going to shape up in those three? I think, uh, I mean, the biggest news of the night, Brian James cleared the play uh, practice with his USC squad. Will he make the trip to Neville? One would think they would want him to debut in Los Angeles, but then also again, this he's is got, probably their biggest game left on the non-con. He's got like a week and a half still, early, over two weeks left until that game. So, so they're, they're going to warm him up. They're going to warm him 18 up. Eighteen days. Will like he be ready? Will he be ready to play? Is one thing. Will he be as effective as he can be? Is also another question. Will be quite rusty. Hasn't played in a while. Um, very unfortunate situation for him with his heart issues. Um, not trying to drag him to the mud there, but will he be healthy for that? Uh, 100% yes to be seen. I think we'll at least go into Atlanta and beat a underwhelming Indiana team who's not great on the offensive end of the floor, has length, but I just don't think they're they're too young and too – they haven't gelled well this year. I think we'll be able to handle them. App State could be a trap game. Let's see how we handled that. I like that it's on the road so that we have to force ourselves to take it seriously. That Yeah, that game – we should beat App. I know I have a lot of friends who go to App, but that one scares me a little bit because that is a tournament team in the past. It's a team that is not like I have friends who like were tweeting out, retweeting about their stuff. 
like if you're not in Boone on December 3rd and you're an App State fan, what are you doing? So this is a this is one of the biggest games for them in program history at that stadium. So in Boone, I mean, I don't even know why we agreed to a home and home with them at first. Maybe like say on the same line with it's like awesome. St. Louis. No, it's great. I love it. But you 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 have to take that game seriously. You can't kind of like what we said, play with his food a little bit. Like you have to just go in there and dominate from the start because if you let a team like that with a crowd that's going to be that rowdy coming into it, yeah, you just be prepared. Yeah, I mean, last night was our lowest scoring game of the season with 74 points. Next lowest, 77. Rest has been 80-plus. I don't see a situation where we go in and score less than 80 just because we're not going to shoot 12% again. I have one question to propose to the boardroom. Could Auburn basketball score better at on the road than at home? Look at some of the games we've had this year on the road in, in all Brooklyn. Neutral sides. All have neutral we sides. reversed or, or, the Nike ball curse? Or just not on the road, just not in Auburn. I we feel had, like we've we have played some lack. I mean, we've not had games. a true road game yet. All neutral site. We have not played with a Nike ball. Well, all, on the road, Ooh. on the road means not not home. Okay, so we'll find out. It's we'll anti Auburn football this year. And with that, we're going to head to a break. But when we come back, we got more t- sports talk coming your way. So do not go anywhere. You're listening to The Boardroom on Weagle 91.1 FM. And welcome back into The Boardroom, everybody. Once again, you're hanging out with Griggs, Kyle, Connor, and Nelson. Last segment, we talked about Auburn basketball. But this segment, Kyle, what are we going to talk about? Well, as an, as an Auburn sports podcast, or radio show, technically. Both, kind of. Yep. We have an obligation to the people, however much we may not enjoy it, to talk about the Iron Bowl. We do not care. <laughs> well, we may talk about it a little bit. Um, not for long. Eagle, An the eagle flew great. Well, mm-hmm. it was Aurea. Uh, yeah. Independence in the stadium yeah. it might go a different This way. time it wasn't the Verge who took Independence. It, it was, was the Colts. <laughs> How does that Jim happen? Mercedes. How does that the happen? The Jim Mercedes. Um, Jim Ursay just loves to fly flying animals. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to get into a stat line here. <laughs> um, I was talking about the whale. Yeah, right, yes, yeah, we yeah, get your okay, reference. Good. Okay, good. <laughs> We're only going to get into rest, one rest stat in line. The orca whale. Mm-hmm. Only, only one stat line from this game. One stat line, and that uh, is of wide receiver six, Javarius Johnson. Oh. Two touchdowns, 76 receiving yards, 12 rushing yards to get that one touchdown. A clinic put on from wide receiver that – Two members of this boardroom have been preaching since our like sophomore year. Oh, early, early sophomore we year. We do not care. <laughs> that is incorrect. He's the only <laughs> player Jabuki who kept this Bear, in the game. Javarius Johnson, uh, Kyle, and I for three years have been screaming for him to be the feature of this offense, and I assume he's not coming back. I believe he's he's out of eligibility. No, he has what, more. Is he going to come back? You think? You two, I, I, on the spot, uh, on this radio show, you two can make a difference right I, now. I, Javarius, yeah. if you're listening, <laughs> please come back. Baby, please, come back. Please come back. But if that was your <clears throat> that was your swan song in, in Jordan Hare, thank it was, you. It was a beauty. Thank you for the memories. We had a um, great time. I will be ordering your NIL jersey soon. Thank you for everything. And, yeah, that, the wheel route where he was wide open – was one of my favorite moments in the history of that stadium. <laughs> yeah, that was that was awesome. crazy. That was we all we all got a little knew, bit of hope. We knew we got a little happening. bit of hope, and it was like, oh my god, what is happening right now? And for for it to be him, yep. Kyle and I's our 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 favorite player. It was it was a special moment. It's come full circle for us. Uh, we had a great time. 
Okay. Okay. The soundboard. We, hey, we, we, have, we have the soundboard here. Hey, hey Griggs, just because you're the size of a 12 year old doesn't mean you need to act like. Oh. Low blow. Okay. So I mean, I think that's all we have to say about that. Yeah. Don't we? Yeah. I okay. mean, we played played very well. Came so close, but yet so far away. It. I. It, it, we played good enough for the Kurtz. It's all that matters. Yeah, I think so. Came I home think. Home? I I think the biggest synopsis of this and our Auburn experience for us, those of us graduating this year. It was fun. The three of us. It it was fun until it wasn't. I I had so much fun that game, and then it was just heartbreak at the end. Um, It's happened to us so many times. Too many times. So many times. times. In so many cruel ways. Uh, I think the best summary is it was real. It was fun. It was not real fun. No, it was not. It was not real fun. I had a great time until I didn't. Yeah. Um, that's just that's all I have to say about it. The next thing we'll talk about, though. <laughs> the exciting stuff. This the offseason is, is honestly arguably more exciting than the actual season. Well, we still, season. we still have a bowl game, so still still technically in season. But, all right, uh, Charlotte or Nashville, what do you think it's going to be? Nashville. I'm fingers crossed Nashville. Nashville. Hey, Nashville. I'm going. Call me by. I'll be, I'll be there if Auburn it's in Nashville. Is the boardroom will be in Nashville. Uh, the boardroom will also be there if it's in Charlotte. That's just a singular board. We'll, board. We'll have boardroom will be singular board, 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 board member. <laughs> board member. 90 degree weather. Board member will be at the, will <laughs> be at the Bank of America. Boots will be on the ground. No matter <laughs> Charlotte or Nashville. No matter where it is, we either have boardroom members well, or a board member. I, I wouldn't say where it is. I mean, if it's like the Gasparilla Bowl. No, but if it's in Nashville. Bowl committee. No, but, Put it in Gasparilla. But if it's in Nashville or Charlotte. Oh, hey, why not the Bahamas Bowl? That's probably in a great location this year, right? Also Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> if, hey, if if Auburn gets the Duke's Mayo Bowl or the Bahamas Bowl, can we get a over-under who will have more wins in Bank of America Stadium, Bryce Young or Peyton Thorne? It would be the, it'd be the same amount, actually. Fun fact, they both have won. Oh, but the, in each, one, each one win in one game? Winning percentage. We're doing winning. I don't know. Yeah, man. winning percentage. If you're playing a depleted Duke team, I don't really think that counts. Uh, that's like Michigan. Wins claiming, over Duke that's like, always counts. That's like <laughs> Michigan. That's like Michigan claiming national no, titles back no, in the No, it's a 1910s. win over Duke is always amazing. Uh, for a for a Carolinian to be discounting that is disgusting. Yeah, that's maybe. true. But okay, back well, back on track. Yeah, let's Slander. let's let's bring it back. Um, silly season has officially begun. Yay. Um. I think every quarterback in Division One has entered the transfer portal as of today. <laughs> I um, I am officially entering the transfer portal. Uh, Nelson's going to join them. Uh, Nelson's uh, going to join them. Uh, portal combat. Portal combat. Uh, it's it's going to get wild in my there. My Mama G's allegiance is, is fading right now. I'm, I might need a new a new NIL deal from around uh, around the Auburn up like area. So, Bob <laughs> Howers, you have my number. <laughs> we will see, but. We're going to make a little prediction. With all these quarterbacks entering the portal, who is going to be our starting quarterback at the beginning of next season? Who wants to start? I'll start. I'll Connor, start. Connor's going to start. All right. Well, I, I think we should, what do you, we should yep, yep. who we want and who I think is going to be our week one starter. So oh. my, my who I want might be a little bit out there. This will be his second time in the portal. Had a great September. I want Cam Ward. I think Cam Ward in a Hugh Freeze offense – could be really, really fun to watch. He's super mobile, got a cannon. Really, I mean, he needs a little bit of work in the RPO game, but I think he has the potential to put up an all-time season given Perry Thompson, hopefully Cam Coleman, and a portal receiver. We get him some weapons. Uh, speaking of weapons, 60-year Luke Deal coming back today. So, I mean. Shout out. What, what tight end could you Auburn want man. other than Luke, Auburn man Luke Deal? Could potentially end up um, with eight different offensive coordinators. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think we're likely to get him. I think he's probably going to take the highest bidder, which I don't think will be Auburn. But I think we're going to end up with sports management legend Grayson McCall 
He mm. wanted to come to Auburn last year, had some academic issues. Um, credits weren't going to transfer. He's Get now a grad transfer. Tutor. He's good to go. It seemed like this is the guy Hugh Freeze wants, and uh, it, you'd be hard-pressed to argue it's not an upgrade over Peyton Thorne, so I'd take it. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll go next. Um, who I want. I, I don't really there's – there's a lot of names out there. There's a lot of names who I want. Um, but I think the the hype around him, there's a lot of a lot of success stories coming out of backups who who left because their QB stayed one year too long. I'm looking at UT Austin over there in Texas. Oh. And I'm not talking about Arch Manning. Ooh. Malik Murphy. I, w- I would Ooh. love to see what he I mean, he's he's a little bit of a wild card, hasn't played that much. Uh, what he has shown has been pretty decent. I feel like what Hugh does in the RPO scheme, I think he would fit in perfectly. And it would be pretty seamless for him. So I would like that. Who I think we get, uh, I want to be totally transparent. I, I don't know who we're going to get. Um, but I'm going to go a little wild card here as well. Oh, sorry. Oh, mm. boy. No, watch out. Just a on spit there. As well, um, there's an old saying, men uh, men follow the girlfriend. Ryland's girlfriend goes to Auburn. Oh, I think mm. this whole Notre Dame Catholic speak is some uh, age. We have age now in college football. It's a little agent smokescreen to get a little bit higher bid to where he really wants to go. The Fairhope native, native Duke, Duke legend Ryan Leonard in Jordan Air Stadium next Watch year. Watch your mouth. Playing for Auburn. There, yeah. no, there's no such thing as a Duke legend. There's actually a lot of them actually. Wrong. I so he, this one. I, mean, I feel like I feel like we, you know, this we're we're making predictions from a long time from now where a lot's going to happen. But who I think would fit and would be a ton of fun to watch, this one's going to turn some heads, K.J. Jefferson. I agree. Mm. I, I agree. He, he I, is, I'm interested. He is the name brand T.J. Finley. <laughs> and Ooh. we tried that a year ago. Didn't work out. I think there's real potential for that at Auburn. Who do I think it'll be? I agree with Nelson coming back home, Riley Leonard. That's the highest probability thing. I think it would work out great for us, too. I think he'd be a great fit. But I, I would love to see KJ. For yeah. the record, I would take Riley Leonard over Grayson McCall. I just think uh, my thing is with the arm, with again his legs. I mean, he's not as good as Peyton on in the on the ground, but like in the air, more accurate. I agree with that. And then hopefully, better receivers still coming in still. But I don't know. This one's tough for me. I was leaning who I would want it to be, Cam Ward. But my thing is, can that replicate into kind of this style of offense with Hugh Freeze, especially after? I mean, Washington State did start the season pretty well. I mean, he lost his coach. That is it. Um, funny name. I was going to say just to pick someone different from everyone else was DJU. I think yeah. that would be funny. Yeah. yeah. That would um, be funny, all right. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, McCall was good last year. He didn't go when his stock was the highest, I'd say, because the Chanticleers. I remember, they lo- not, he lost Jamie Chadwell. That is true. but And he, are, he literally could not leave. I want – I mean, Max Johnson would have been interesting, even though he's going to UNC no, now. That wouldn't work. Um, yeah, okay, so I'll go Cam Ward. But I honestly think the starter will probably be, when it all comes down to it, will probably be Peyton Thorne again. Wow. I imagine. You don't like, think we're going to get a single quarterback out of the portal? I think we'll get one, but the problem is we got a quarterback last year, and then I don't – I mean, it brings in content, but just have a QB battle again and again and again. You're eventually going to have to bring someone up who I would love to see be the quarterback would be just straight off – Straight off the uh, early, uh, what's it called? Early enrollee, Walker White. I don't. To be, That'd fair, be cool. if, if Riley Leonard or Cam Ward or probably Grayson McCall, but definitely those two, if they come in, 
There's no battle. They're the they, day one well, yeah. I mean, that's what we said with Peyton, too. I think at the end of the day, the, the thing and is, he, is there's so and many. Did, yeah, but I didn't like that. Let's focus on, let's get his, the number one guy, the most number one team reps we can, and let's move on. Let's, I mean, let's let's come to the, let's just say it how it is. There's a lot, and there's going to be more. A lot of QBs already expected to be in the portal this year. No matter who we're going to get, it's going to, as I say, raise the room. The, the floor of the room. So the floor of the room right now is the ceiling is the roof. Is is the floor of the room right now is Peyton gets hurt, and Robbie plays, or it's just it's as same as it was this year. The floor is this year. Uh, and to be clear, he's going to start the bowl game, so he's not going anywhere right now. Yeah. But if we get a commit from a top level guy, Peyton Thorne could easily transfer. Again. I don't know. I think he li- I think he likes it down here. I, I do too. But I if he, he wants to if he again. wants to play, he's not playing ahead of Cam Ward or Riley Leonard. So I, I would not rule out that possibility, and I 100% think Riley Ashford. He, has, Ashford's he has limitations, but if you bring in someone like Cam Ward and he doesn't fit the system 100%, and you have a guy like Peyton who has shown that he can fit, especially with a full offseason, he only had fall practice to get ready for this year. He has a full I'm, not, I'm not saying I want him gone. I'm just saying I don't think you can rule out the possibility. What I'm saying, if we bring in a tier what, what I'm trying to gone. say is the floor has already been set. The floor is what happened this year. Peyton Thorne from next year is going to be a lot better than Peyton Thorne this year. That is true. Can the quarterback that comes in be better than Peyton Thorne is next year? That's the question we got to yeah, answer. That is the question. Yeah, um, I, I think so. I, I do. I mean, like, if I, Riley Leonard comes in, he starts. Listen, we saw we saw some great things from Peyton, but let's not act like he didn't have five completions in the Iron Bowl. Five. Like, there's not the the bar has not been set so high, and I get he'll have one more off season. He'll get better, I'm sure. But the guys that, you know, Riley Leonard's and Cam Ward's or or even Malik Murphy's or someone like that, like I mean, Riley Leonard was getting it done at Duke, you know how hard it is yeah, to Yeah, like the those guys with Hugh Freeze, who's gonna have more time to coach and install the game plan than than recruit, like I, I dare I say and I know we have a tough schedule next year, whatever. We get Cam Ward or Riley Leonard, I, I legit think this could be a nine win team next year. Well the schedule's honestly as favorable as it is this year. We go to Lexington. Yeah, but we have, we got we're on the road. To where we had two losses at Georgia and Bama. I'm yeah. sorry, we're trying to build a program. You can't just assume those every year. We're gonna have to be a serious program. We have to stop assuming losses on the on the schedule. Oh, sorry, we had to go to break, but say that last point. Sorry, uh, uh, I agree. They're tough. They're 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 tough games, but we can win them. So every game can be won. But with that, we're gonna head to another break. When we come back, we have more talk. We have our pickums coming up next. I imagine. Got some cool more segments coming later your way, so do not change your dial anywhere. You're listening to The Boardroom on Weagle, 91.1 FM. And welcome back into The Boardroom, everybody. Again, hanging out with Griggs, Connor, Kyle, and Nelson. Last segment, we talked about Auburn football a little bit, talking about which QBs kind of we wanted, and a little bit about Javaris Johnson in the Iron Bowl. But now it's time for the segment. We've had every single episode of The Boardroom. It's time for our pick So, Kyle, what games are you picking this week? First, we're going to start with a leaderboard update. Mm. As a boardroom, we had three boardroom unanimous picks. We went two and one. That brings our total to seven and three. Ball knowers. We are building a brand here, and that's right. And we, had, we are more likely to get a pick right than Janiah Broom is to make a free throw. That is, that is 100% correct. Good mm, job, that's, Connor. That's kind of correct. sad. <laughs> but on this prestigious boardroom, we had a little shake-up at the time. Uh, I knew this was coming. Surging from last place in the Pick'em leaderboard, Kyle takes the lead with 19 points. Clap it up for Kyle, Calm everybody. down, calm down, calm down. Thank you, Griggs. Second place, Nelson 
Oh, no, not Nelson. Griggs and Connor with 18. Nelson dead last with 17. What? I broke his heart. I'll clap it up for Nelson who dead last. I didn't, I didn't mean to. But we're all still within two points. So yeah. it's really, uh, it's really we, we were a Travis game. Kelsey red zone fumble away from Kyle and our, our spots being flipped. So now, Kyle, what's our first game? First game of the week. <laughs> with the first game in this boardroom pick'em. <laughs> we have Oregon minus 10 against Washington mm-hmm. this Friday night in the Pac-12 Championship. This is going to be in Vegas, baby. I'm going to start. Here's with my this stat. One. Here's After my stat. stat. Here's my stat. I'll give it to Griggs. Oregon points per game. Oregon leads with 45 to Washington's 38. The spread is Oregon minus 10. Griggs. This was a very controversial pick game earlier in the season when we had our, one of our first few boardroom episodes. So, and I was the only one to pick Oregon, which we found out ended up pushing. So this is a big one. This is a big one for the boardroom. I think this. <laughs> I think this is the most. I would say the most important conference championship game. Because the, the the contentious is whoever wins this well, game is getting in. But because of that, I would disagree. Like the SEC championship game has potential to cause chaos. Same with ACC. I mean, that is, like eight that is this two. result doesn't really matter because whoever I mean, wins is in. Yeah, no, exactly. I think that's got the, the mo- each team has the most to lose. I feel like that that is more of a more accurate because, story. like again, if you look at the ACC, only Florida State can get and in. and the Heisman battle. That is that's true as well. But my, that's a lot of points. Ten is a lot. But ten is a lot. I mean, Oregon's been scoring so so well. So I am going to go Oregon minus ten. I'll uh I'll jump in here. Uh, you know, one of the first boardroom episodes we had a college football playoff prediction. <laughs> and I uh, you know, trying to, to make some shock waves, chose the Huskies of Washington as my number one overall team. They looked very good at the time. Since then, uh I've 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 thought a lot about my Huskies and thought uh, you know, why they haven't been pl- they've still been winning, they haven't been playing as much. Oregon I don't want Washington's biggest enemy in some of these games. Has nothing to do with anybody on the field. They have played in so many Pac-12, Pac-12 after dark rain games that it makes me want to go insane. You have Michael Penix Jr. throwing balls straight to guys, hitting them in the hands, and it going through their hands because of, of of the conditions. But thankfully, it's in as Kyle Davis said it so eloquently. It's in Las Vegas. They play in a dome. There will be no rain to be seen on the field. And I think they've uh, they played down their competition in the last few weeks, but they're playing a good Oregon team. They're going to play up, taking Washington uh, uh, to win outright. Win outright. Oh wow! I'm going to give you the points because that's hard to keep up with, <laughs> Connor. When this line came out, I was like, "Wow, that's a big number! Like that's a big number for the team that's supposedly ranked ahead, right? Washington's ranked ahead of technically, Oregon. yes." And I just kind of. I mean, I know they played in rain games. I just think Oregon's going to be able to put up more points. They have the checkdown merchant, Bo Nix. And, you know, he's going to be able to check down against this Washington defense. And so I, I want Washington to win. There's part of me that thinks Washington will keep this close. But it's the last Pac-12 game ever. And it's not quite after dark, but we need something weird to happen. And whatever – my version of something weird is something I don't think is going to happen – so I think Oregon might run away with this one. I'm going to take Oregon minus 10. Yeah, with the after dark thing, they are in Vegas, so it's going to be sunny. It'll be like a 4 o'clock kickoff, but it isn't a dome. So like, how yeah, they could dim work? the lights. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. I'm also going to – when I saw this game, I, with 10 points to Washington, I was licking my lips. I'm taking Washington with 10 points every day of the week. Give it to me. I think, I think it's going to be a shootout, so both teams are going to score a bunch of points, and I think it'll end up who has the ball last, and that means it's only going to be – a touchdown, touchdown difference. Unless there's a so, pick six in the last drive. Potentially, I'm giving, I'm taking Washington with the points though. 
Next, we head to Atlanta. Saturday, 3 p.m., Georgia favored by five and a half points against Alabama. Now, my stat here is a little different. Each These two teams shared four opponents, those opponents being Kentucky, Tennessee, Ole Miss, and Auburn. Georgia, their total margin of victory over those four games, 108 points. Alabama's margin of victory over those four games, 59 points. I'll start it here. This is going to be a blowout. Georgia, minus 45, and I'd still take it. I'm taking the dogs. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure I'm going to spot them 45, but I, I, I don't know how you could watch. And I know the magic of Jordan Hare and it's his kryptonite, whatever. I don't know how you can watch the Alabama team and think they're going to keep this game to the touchdown. Georgia's going to blow them out. This game will be over by halftime. I will say something, though, Kyle. I'm about to outstat you here for a second. Uh-oh. Can you tell me the last time Alabama has lost in, this, in Atlanta? Can't. December uh, 2nd, 2023. No. Well, maybe. But <laughs> 2007 versus the Florida Gators. Since that time, they are 10-0 in the Georgia Dome and, i.e., Mercedes-Benz Stadium. However, this is not the regular Georgia-Alabama matchup we've come attest to when they beat them in 2021. Five and a half. I mean, Alabama was playing good at the right time. Georgia kept it a little bit too close for my liking against Georgia Tech in terms about this, but I'm going to go Georgia as well. What's the line again? Minus five, five and a half. half. Five and a half. half. Um, so what do I want to do here? I've, I've been thinking a lot over here. While you're making your picks, I of course want Bama to get destroyed, but also I also want to jinx them by picking them. But then also, Borderman's seven and three in unanimous picks. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. We got a pretty good record. So I'm contemplating what to do, thinking about my dear mother listening right now, and trying to give her just just one Bama pick. I'm like, man, should I? Should I? Do I care more about my mom's love or? You, the you can go to Mama comes. Goldberg's for some Mama's love. Uh, that is true, but I, I'm, 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 I'm in the portal now, so I can't. So I'm really <laughs> conflicted right now. What does Nelson do? He goes with his gut. Dogs. Sorry, Miss Early. For Sorry, that. Mom. Sorry, Mom. Dogs. He still he still loves you, just not that much. <laughs> we move. We move to Indianapolis Saturday at 7 p.m. <laughs> Michigan is favored by 22 can points we please, can to we, Iowa. Can we just please pick the Iowa team over? <laughs> you, you got it, it, this. That relates to my stat. The Kim Palm equivalent for football is projecting Iowa. Give me, give me a guess on how many points they're projected to score. Six, two, one and a half, negative one point. <laughs> <laughs> So that's basically saying, do we think Michigan can get three touchdowns? I think they do. I'm taking Michigan minus 22. That's the, that's the line? 22. <laughs> yes. So I think it, I, you got it, Griggs. You got it, Griggs. I was just saying the one team that Iowa played really well, the one really good team Iowa played this year was Penn State, and Penn State dropped 30 on them, and they didn't score any. I mean, the team total for the both halves were over under a half point for this. So – yeah, I th- I'm going to go Michigan. I feel like that's a pretty easy one, especially if it's minus 22. Three, I mean, 22 is a lot of points. I know, but three touchdowns and change for the, the supposed number it's, two team in the nation? It's a yeah. lot of points. They're going to have the ball the entire game. Oh, yeah. And, I, you know, the whole team 41-44, bet on us, the whole scandal. They're going to come out with their hair on fire just like they did last week. They're not going to let off the gas pedal at the end. I'd be shocked if Iowa scored in this game, and I think Michigan will score at least 30, so I'll take Michigan. Nelson, 
Another so. boardroom unanimous pick? This one could be dangerous. I'm actually kind of worried of this. <laughs> but Denied on the boardroom unanimous Ooh. pick. So on Saturday, we had some Iowa Hawkeye <laughs> faithful walking to the Iron Bowl to see some actual offense being played. Um, and I yelled out to him while they were walking up that, quote, I love Brian Ferentz. <laughs> and that was not out of jest. I do love Brian Ferentz and what he brings to the glorious sport that is college football. He is like what Matt Cannon is in the NFL, but like five times worse because uh, <laughs> they're at Iowa. But I also look at this Michigan team who has kind of struggled to score against decent defenses, a la Ohio State Michigan, uh, and Penn State, not scoring a ton of points. And also just 23 and a half is a lot. The 22, over might the over too flat twenty two flat the over might not hit, but for the consecutive of a fourth consecutive time this year, I'm gonna bet on the Hawkeyes. Yeah, so for the fourth consecutive time, let's get a record check on the three previous times. I I, I have the record <laughs> check. And pretty much every time we've picked anything Iowa, it's been Griggs and Connor with the under, me and we Nelson have with to the break over. The and, streak. And, 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 and what has continued to happen? And, and Griggs and Connor won every single one of those. <laughs> Nelson, I'm jumping ship. If this is the one that happens, more power to you, but I can't do I it. I got to stay strong. I got to yeah. stay strong. Come I, I, on, hot guys. Come on, Francis. I applaud you for it. All right, here we go. Saturday, 7 p.m. in Charlotte, North Carolina. The bank. Louisville versus Florida State. Florida State is favored by two points. Don't really have a stat for this one. Who wants I, to take I have a stat. It? Oh, Connor. I have a stat. Connor, what's the stat? It's not really a stat as much of a story. Florida State fans have been, like, grasping onto the Cardale Jones story for the past two weeks. The way, saying, he, beat that, the way he beat that kid in the hospital. No, like not that he, he beat a kid by 100 points in uh, a PlayStation game. The fact that Ohio State lost their quarterback – I think they lost two quarterbacks, actually. And Braxton they, Miller, yeah. Yeah, Braxton Miller and JT Barrett. Cardell Jones took him to the playoff. They got in, and they won the whole thing in the first first edition of the college football playoff. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Tate Rodemaker is not Cardell Jones. Was not impressed with them against Florida last week. And I think the, the nightmare scenario for the playoff committee is if Florida State wins, Texas wins, Oregon wins, and whatever happens in the SEC championship game. Because you're either going to leave an undefeated Florida State or a 12-1 and Texas or Oregon. I think Florida State takes care of their business for them and, and loses this game to Louisville. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Jeff Brom, XFL legend. Yeah, I, this is the the weekend where it's like, oh, there's gonna be so much chaos with the committee. Yeah, and then week. it's all gonna and then it's itself. all gonna solve itself out. I think this Louisville team has uh, played. I think uh, they've been an interesting team this year. They they won. They beat Clemson. They beat Clemson. No, they didn't. They beat, wait, no, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. They, yeah, they, did. Uh, oh, uh, they lost to Kentucky. They should have won that game. So there the were two losses this year were to Kentucky and Pittsburgh. <laughs> Both teams where they were favored. Yeah, they've been good. They've been they've been good dogs. That's a little special though. They, they've been good dogs this year. They'll continue to be good dogs. Give me the Fighting XFL Extreme Football League Jeff Brahms over the Fighting Mike Norvells and the Fort Seminoles. Honestly, congrats to Mike Norvell because. Two years ago, after 2021, I, I thought he wasn't going to make it through the offseason. So, the fact that he's got them now competing for a chance to go to the playoff. He, he beat the allegations of Florida State fans wanting Dion. Yeah, and look how that – well, he did win sports person <laughs> sports of the year today. Sports person of the year. That's um, true. But we got to make this one quick. Maybe, uh, yeah. I'm going Florida State. I'm also going to take Louisville. Um, I don't think they really have much of a chance. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I, like y'all said – Everybody's preaching chaos. I think there will be chaos, but I don't think Florida State's going to cause any of it. Um, Especially with that defense, man. I, I know they lost Jordan Travis, but still. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm, ta- I'm, t- I'm going to take Louisville. And with that, we're going to head to the break. It looks like Kyle had one more pick maybe. Was that what it you had one more? Oh, uh, we got we have one NFL game, two basketball games. Cool. We'll do that when we come back from the break. So do not go anywhere. Last segment of the boardroom is coming up. You're listening to the boardroom on Weagle 91.1 FM. And welcome back in the boardroom, everyone. Griggs, Kyle, Connor, and Nelson. Last segment of the show. We're just going to go ahead and get started. We have a lot to talk about. Kyle, hit it. We're going to pick one NFL game in this week. We need to make it quick. We have a 325 kickoff. The Niners are favored by three points at the Eagles. Niners are FP1, FBI number one. I have a worse record than the Eagles. Eagles look different at home. I'm taking the Eagles plus the points. You know, you know I'm taking. Go Birds. I'm taking the Birds plus the points. I'm taking the Birds. Boardroom unanimous pick. Boardroom That's unanimous two. Pick. That's two for this version of the boardroom. Next, we move to college basketball. Friday night, 8 p.m., UConn at Allen Fieldhouse against Kansas. UConn gets 66% of their possible offensive rebounds. That's second in the country. Will it be the difference? You said uh, UConn was the South. UConn. Yeah, Yeah, uh, not feeling this Kansas team, and they're good. I just only think they're number one in the country. Well, they were. They're not anymore. Uh, They're top ten, but, dude, UConn's legit. They they will always be legit, giving the the Huskies again. You guys aren't accounting into the fact that Allen Fieldhouse is a real place. Like, we've seen, like, that top Kentucky team in 2021 go in there. Oh, wait, no, Kentucky went in there a couple years ago and beat them really badly. But, nonetheless, (laughs) but. Mute. (laughs) <laughs> I still think that Kansas will beat them here. I mean, they lost so much from that team, but, I mean, Hunter Dickinson still is a really, really good basketball player, so I'm going to go with uh, Kansas. Can't, uh, I'll, let me add, Allen Fieldhouse is only the 37th best-ranked home court advantage. According to Andy Katz, as, as always reliable as he is. Ken Palm. Uh, uh, Ken Palm has a thing for home. Mm. Ken yep. Palm has a thing for luck, too. Ken Palm is great. It is. Um, I'm going to take... The Huskies, people are going to talk a lot about the big man, Hunter Dickinson, and Donovan Klingon in this game. Tristan Newton uh, is one of the best guards in college basketball. He's currently averaging 16, 8, and 7 as a point guard. Uh, and he's shooting 45% from the field. Um, and, and ultimately, when you, you go on the road, you got to have guard play. Um, and I think he will outduel Kansas's guards. So um, I, I'm going to hot take he might be a first team All American, and I'm going to take the Huskies. Last pick. We well, have Kyle, you, did you pick? Oh, I'm going to take UConn. Sorry, I, I thought I said it. It's three UConns, one Kansas. Last pick is going to be Saturday at 9 p.m. Also in Vegas, Gonzaga against USC. And I'm going to give USC my, or give Gonzaga three and a half points. So USC minus 3.5 here. I made my own line. USC is a three and a half point favorite? I, well, Maybe the other way around. They are to me. They are to me. I'm giving them minus three and a half. Kim Palm has them winning by four, so I'm giving them minus three. I'm giving them Gonzaga three and a half points. So do with that what you will. Um, Gonzaga is the 249th best three-point shooting team. Pretty bad. But they score 58% of their points from two. Um, that's 39th in the country. I'm going to take USC minus the points. I think Gonzaga is a little overhyped like they are most years. Yeah, but I also think – especially still without Brownie, that USC hasn't also played great this year. Um, they've, uh, I mean, I don't have a lot of stats on me on hand. Haven't, I mean, I've watched them a couple times. They look good um, against Kansas State to start the year, but also Kansas State I don't think is, has, they're probably in a down year uh, for them, for uh, fighting drum tanks. But I'll, I'll take Gonzaga on this one. Mark Few, still a great coach. We'll get them guys ready to play. Even Zags. Yeah, I mean, USC's not showing me anything really yet. 
I'm just going to go with Gonzaga because I know that team is a good uh, – Murphy always has really, really good competitive teams, especially, I mean, playing these – they have a great non-conference – they have one of the best non-conference schedules every year just because they're the WCC is a joke. Yeah, Murphy, uh, you could say he always has his dogs uh, ready to play. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I just don't trust USC. Isaiah Collier is going to be a top three pick, but uh, young guy – Gonzaga always plays in Vegas. That's typically where the WCC tournament is. They're going to be comfortable in that environment. So I will take them outright. But, Kyle, thank you so much for those three and a half points because I'll take those two. Man, so I'm the only person that picked USC, and I subtracted three and a half points from it. Yeah. And I, we, I think we all would have taken Gonzaga outright. But. Oh, well, I'll, I prove them wrong. Uh, uh, Another stack, Gonzaga, only 18% of their minutes are coming off the bench. That's like eight from the bottom in the NCAA, not very deep. I just think USC plays fast enough that they're going to cause a few problems there for the the short staff. I would I would love team. for USC to win to so boost their resume for when they come into Auburn and for get sure. smacked by twenty. For sure. Okay, we move on to a brand new <laughs> segment on the boardroom. There's been a lot of women in our lives who've requested this uh, this segment. So we, well, we have two we 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 have two documented requests for this segment. More requests than we've had for any segment ever. Um, <laughs> two two might, times. Two, two might be more two than listeners whole, we have right now. Two whole potentially, requests. Potentially. Two requests. Um, we're gonna. Who's going to lead it off? Oh, you, uh, it's none other than you, Kyle Davis. You lead it off. I mean, do you, want me, do you want me to intro your news? Oh, okay. okay. Well, all right. Yes, Connor, intro, intro the news. So I feel like it's a little conceited. I did, I did not call for this segment, by the way. He did not. But he we have a not. very important boardroom life event in just under nine days, the boardroom's very own Kyle Davis over nine is becoming a half of a amazing couple, and they are they are getting wed in glorious Athens, Alabama. Uh, two board members, two it. board members, myself and, and Nelson will be in Kyle's wedding as his groomsmen. Uh, Griggs, where will you be uh, Saturday, December ninth? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now, now let's no just confirm. Feelings. Let's no confirm. Kyle yep. was Griggs invited to the wedding? Can't confirm. I, no hard feelings. So, I understand. What is this slander it, it's, right it's now? It's at the beginning I of Christmas just, break. I just, I mean, like, if Connor's taking this far more personally than a, I am. If we're going to talk about guy. life advice, the boardroom, we, we are. We are Mount Rushmore, okay? We are, we are four brothers in arms. We should be there for our, our, our life moments for each other. Kyle literally said I, he was giving I, out invitations th- that you were all, just Griggs, Connor's All three friend. of you will be invited to my wedding. <laughs> no, no, that was that yeah, yeah, All three of you will better be at my wedding. And respect for Kyle for being more a better man than I, but... There should we, be some kind of we, punishment. We do Kyle's better man than you. There should be some kind of punishment for Riggs, despite the fact that he has to be punished enough by having Bryce Young as his quarterback. Is it bad that enough to say true. I'm going to the Panthers game that Sunday? Ooh. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> that's disgusting. You're a masochist, man. I am, I am physically <laughs> ill in the Melton Studios. Okay, I don't, even know if we have a pay, I don't even know if we have a home game for that, you, but you Kyle, you know I love you, but... Oh, yeah, I, it's, I it's, totally it's, understand. It's a tough time. Um, uh, inconvenient. But another... another uh, Member of the boardroom had a big day today. Yes, one yes. one one member, uh, his name being Nelson Early, second place in the business analytics poster competition. Scholar athlete, scholar athlete, scholar hey. athlete. He Sco- plays both. Plays. He puts the student in student athlete. No, Nelson Early, yep. ladies and gentlemen, student podcaster, student podcaster. Congratulations, congratulations, student media. We voted. Uh, yes, yeah. Yes, well, we well, vote. the the popular vote we did not win by a, a long shot, but the judges really stop the really school. counts. Yes, yeah, stop. <laughs> No, there was actually a, there was actually one guy. We were like after we got done with our presentation, we like stood by where they're doing a table and trying to get like random people passing by to to vote for us. One guy um 
faked us out, put us in, a, in the in the his friend was like oh vote for me and like team three or whatever. He faked us out, put in the wrong one, and then his buddy was like no it's wrong one it's wrong one, and like reached in and put it back in his his buddy's teams, and we were all we were all going crazy because that's literally voter fraud. That's quite literally voter fraud. So the team that won. From uh, a company that shall not be named, it's located in Oplock, Alabama, uh, supports voter fraud. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I don't well, know. I don't know. Wow. Well, well, that 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 is know. not the official stance that of the boardroom. That is not our no. But the boardroom disavows <laughs> Nelson's statement. But if you want to hear, unlike it, Nelson, who refuses to disavow some things. But it, um, <laughs> oh come on. But, <laughs> but if you want to hear more about Nelson's poster, you can tune into Smooth Operators tomorrow at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Oh, this old uh, no one cares about F1. Just to say, yes, my poster was about. Formula One racing. Formula One. Classic no one nerd cares. material. People driving in cars. I, it's more interesting than watching Virginia basketball. That's for sure. Ooh, I, I actually agree uh, with that. Virginia <laughs> basketball. Virginia basketball. A thing of beauty. Uh, Sh- hey, according to very few people. Virginia basketball. I just want a quick shout out to famous Matt Amos for playing Enter Sandman in Neville Arena last uh, night. That was electric. Yeah, the crowd last great. night was a probably... personal a personal game for for Griggs and myself mm-hmm. to beat up on the Chokies, uh, and uh, easily the best non-con environment in Neville Arena that we've had in my four years here. It was so it, shout it, out it, to it the electric. Auburn Jungle. It was, it was that one A for uh, Virginia Tech last year. St. Louis. Oh, St. Louis was great last crazy. year, this but is, from the tip, this is better. Yeah, that's Virginia true. Tech was awesome, and the team match energy. So once we get back from Christmas break. Everyone, all seven people listening, better be in Neville Arena once we start SEC play. If you, if you do feel War so inclined. damn eagle. If you do feel so inclined. And with that, we're going to end the boardroom right there. If you missed any of today's show, you can check it out on your favorite podcast platform after the show. But we'll see you again. Oh, wait. We're going to break. So this is, are we doing a show next week, guys? No. No? No uh, show? We'll see. We'll to see. Be determined. We'll be determined. But if we do not see you again, have a happy holidays, everyone. Once again, for one final time, this has been The Boardroom with Griggs, Kyle, Connor, and Nelson. We will see you soon. And War Eagle. Thank you for joining us for this session of The Boardroom on Weagle 91.1 FM. If you missed any of today's show, you can listen back to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks again for listening. We will see you next week. And this meeting of The Boardroom is officially adjourned.